0: What is up, rich friends? Welcome back to another episode of Net Worth and Chill with me, your host, Vivian Two, AKA your rich BFF and your favorite Wall Street girly. And today we are chatting about a topic that has been the hottest point of discussion over the past few weeks, dun, 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 student loans. Over the next 20 or so minutes, I'm gonna help break down what exactly is going on with student loan and student loan forgiveness right now, what the facts are and what you should know going forward and how it's going to impact you. I hope that this episode is super relevant and actionable. So don't be shy about getting out a piece of paper and a pen to take notes or typing in the notes app of your phone. But please just don't do that if you're driving because I know a lot of you guys listen to this on your commutes. But let's go ahead and get to it. And obviously I can't talk about what's happening today without rewinding and going back to the beginning of this. The whole conversation around student loan forgiveness didn't even start as student loan forgiveness at the beginning of 2020. when the COVID-19 pandemic spread across the U S and across the globe, it was no surprise that people were being put into dire financial positions. A lot of people ended up losing their jobs. They were facing hardships that they were not anticipating. Um, People were really concerned about paying their rent and buying groceries. And another big issue that folks were struggling with is paying their student loan debt. So as part of the cares act that was passed at the end of March, 2020, student loan payments were paused and interest was not accruing. And as you've probably realized now in 2023, nearly three and a half years later, this is still the case. Student loan payments for federal student loans are currently still on pause, interest is not accruing, but this certainly wasn't a three and a half year plan. When that student loan pause was enacted, the hope was that it was going to end in September of 2020. But obviously that's not what happened the COVID-19 pandemic took a much larger toll on our global society, our economy, on pretty much everything. And three and a half years later, obviously these student loans are still frozen. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and five-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. During this three and a half year period, it became pretty clear that student loans were a massive economic impediment to a lot of people. And at the end of August, 2022, President Biden Announced that the administration and the government would be providing student loan relief for borrowers who needed it most. And depending on which side of the aisle you sat on, you either thought that this was a play for re-election, or you thought that this was something that the administration had ideated and organized because they thought it was really going to help the American economy. This debt forgiveness plan had a ton of different points, but the most important and the most you know headline. Grabbing was that the administration was going to cancel up to $10,000 worth of federal student loan debt for borrowers who were making less than $125,000 as a singleton or $250,000 for married couples. And if you are actually a Pell Grant recipient, meaning you came from a, you know, lower middle income family, you could actually get up to $20,000 in your federal student loans canceled. Again, this was met with, I would say, roughly mixed reviews. People who had student loan debt were super thrilled, super stoked, really excited about what this could mean for them in the future. And then there was obviously the argument from a lot of people in particular people who are of the Republican Party that you know, who was going to pay for this. This was an incredibly expensive decision. And many people were frustrated that they felt like their tax dollars were going to go towards funding this when they either didn't attend college themselves or had already paid off their own student loan debt. So the two arguments really were that, you know, either this was going to be really, really helpful to an entire generation, or people just felt like it was unfair for people who didn't necessarily take on this debt to have to help pay it back. This was roughly how the country was split, and a Texas judge actually blocked this student loan forgiveness program, and then the Biden administration appealed it. Essentially, TLDR, this court case then went back and forth, back and forth, all the way until it hit the very top court in our country, the Supreme Court. And unless you are Patrick Starr of SpongeBob, living under a rock, you probably saw that on Friday, the 30th of June of 2023, the Supreme Court officially blocked the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness plan. That brings us to where we are currently at. And I have some facts and figures that I wanted to share with you. And then we are gonna go into some nuances and what you need to know about paying your student loan debts or potentially, applying for forgiveness in the future. But let's kick it off with facts. First and foremost, in regards to the SCOTUS votes, the yay and nay votes fell pretty much exactly how people thought they were going to. The vote went six to three with a conservative majority, obviously then blocking this forgiveness plan. And this opened up a lot of debate about the current SCOTUS justices' abilities to actually make impartial decisions that served the broader U.S. population versus just themselves. I think, obviously, a lot of this conversation is shrouded in controversy because people like Judge Justice Clarence Thomas received financial kickbacks, whether it be major donors paying for his nephew's private school education or getting mortgage payments or getting flown out to incredible vacations, and it feels a little frustrating to see a justice who has personally benefited so much to then strike down student loan forgiveness for some of the most in need in our country. There's also quite a bit of controversy around the fact that a lot of these justices were appointed at what a lot of people consider the 13th hour of Donald Trump's presidency, and it feels like there was a little bit of a rush to get in certain justices so that the Supreme Court would be, whether you believe or not, biased towards a specific political affiliation. I don't want to get super political about it right now. I think everybody's going to have their own views. I have mine, but let's keep going on with the facts. Another important fact of the matter to call out is that Americans are really evenly split on the potential of student loan forgiveness. Per a Politico morning consult poll, some 43% oppose Biden's forgiving between 10 dollars to $20,000 worth of federal loan debt per borrower while 48% support it. This action has very much split across party lines with Democrats generally being for this decision, Republicans being against. And to no surprise of anybody, people who actually have student loans themselves are broadly in favor of this forgiveness. And three, another cold hard truth that I hate to be the messenger for, obviously this news was devastating to a lot of people, but this does also mean that student loan interest will resume starting at the end of August, beginning of September and payments will be due starting the beginning of October per the Department of Education. So this student loan moratorium, this federal student loan moratorium is very much coming to an end. And before we get into nuances and what this means for you and like how exactly you should proceed, I do want to make it really clear that we are talking about federal student loans. Private student loans are a whole nother beast and operate completely independently of what I am talking about. As I'm sure you've noticed during this podcast, I'm trying to choose my words very carefully because a lot of the things that I'm saying are honestly tongue twisters. But I do want to make it really, really clear that we are talking about federal student loans. I could certainly do a better job of saying that in every single sentence, but it's just sometimes easier to say student loans. But. But again, I wanna make it really clear, we are talking about student loans that were issued by the US government. Okay, and now let us get into nuances and exactly what this might mean and what is around the corner. So after last week's Supreme Court announcement blocking student loan forgiveness, uh, the White House held a press briefing and I was so lucky to be invited. And this is awesome for us because it means we got invited and I'm gonna be able to share with you what I learned, what are the most important things that you should keep in mind. And I wanna say, Obviously, everybody's financial situation and student loan situation is very different. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. Please, please, please do your own research and read up on your exact situation. You are going to be able to find all of this info at studentaid.gov slash debt relief. But I'm going to be outlining what will probably make the most sense for most people. Okay, so first up, let's discuss the payment freeze ending and those payments starting back up. Like I mentioned, interest will start accruing beginning in September and payments will restart in October. And I'm sure a lot of you are stressed out about this because this is once again, an expense that you haven't had to pay for the past three and a half years suddenly coming back. And I know a lot of people have probably either reworked their budgets so that money could go towards something else, whether that be saving, whether that be towards a discretionary expense or even just towards buying basic necessities and paying for your expenses because I know a lot of people have suffered financial hardship over the past few years. But I do have a little bit of good news. Even though payments are restarting in October, the Biden administration has announced that there will be uh, what can only be described as an on-ramp. So it's essentially a temporary 12-month grace period where if for any reason you can't make payments, you are going to be able to avoid the harshest financial consequences. So things like a negative impact to your credit score or going into default, that's not gonna happen for the first 12 months. You're gonna be able to have time to get back on your feet, make sure that you are appropriately budgeting for your student loan repayments and making sure that this is money that you are setting aside to do so. And this is also a great segue into point number two or item number two that I think is really, really important to call out. If you're listening at home and you're thinking, well, I don't even make enough money to pay my student loans back or I need this money for expenses. And even after 12 months, I don't foresee myself being able to adequately and consistently make student loan repayments. It's really important that you pay attention right now. Even though forgiveness is currently off the table, the White House is rolling out a new repayment plan called SAVE, which will be based on your income. If you are already on an income-driven repayment plan you're probably more familiar with something called the repay plan the revised pay as you earn plan but that is actually going to be replaced by the save plan which stands for saving on a valuable education yes i know that's kind of a silly acronym but it does make it really easy to remember and if you are currently on the repay plan you're automatically going to get the benefits of the new save plan but more people are going to qualify for the save plan than the repay plan so it is really important to check to see if you do qualify. And the save plan is going to be able to provide the lowest monthly payments of any income-driven repayment plan available to nearly all student borrowers. So what are these benefits I am talking about? What is, you know, the purpose of signing up for this? First and foremost, these changes will go into effect this summer, but the save plan has two key points. First and foremost, it's going to increase the income exemption from 150% to 225% of the poverty line. Basically, with the repay plan, if you made up to 150% of the poverty line, you did not owe anything on your student loan payments. Now that threshold is up to 225% of the poverty line. Specifically speaking, if you are a single borrower earning $32,800 or less, or a family of four earning $67,500 or less, you will not owe on your student loan payments. Again, federal student loan payments. That said, even if you earn more than that amount and you qualify for the save plan or are currently on the repay plan, you will save at least $1,000 per year compared to the current income driven repayment plans. Um, So this will be a huge, huge help to people who qualify for these IDR income driven repayment plans. Oh my gosh, everything in this episode is a tongue twister. And I do want to call out that the amounts are slightly different for Alaska and Hawaii. So again, double check your own situation, but this is going to be really helpful to reduce Reducing or eliminating your monthly payments, depending on if you make below a certain threshold. The second benefit is actually really interesting and I like it a lot because it helps to reduce and eliminate interest. So the new SAVE plan will eliminate 100% of remaining interest for both subsidized and unsubsidized loans after a scheduled payment is made under the SAVE plan. So essentially, if you make your monthly payment, your loan balance won't grow due to unpaid interest. For example, if $50 in interest accumulates each month and you, based on the safe plan have a $30 payment, that remaining $20 would not be charged to you. It would not accrue on your balance. So I think that's really, really going to be helpful for a lot of people. And I know a lot of you are probably wondering, if I apply for the safe plan this summer, will my application be processed before you have to start making payments in October? Yes, if you apply for an income-driven repayment plan, such as the safe plan, um, your application will be processed in time for your first payment due date. It may just take your servicer a few weeks to process your request because they're gonna need to obtain documentation of your income and family size. So I definitely recommend doing this sooner rather than later. And again, you can go to studentaid.gov for the most up-to-date and obviously legit resources to apply for the SAVE plan. Now let's pivot to our friends who were struggling with their student loan payments long before all of this you know, uh, excitement happened, we'll call it excitement. If you are already in default on your federal student loans, this is so imperative for you to do, but there's a program called Fresh Start. Fresh Start is a one-time temporary program from the US Department of Education that offers special benefits for borrowers with defaulted federal student loans. You're automatically gonna get some benefits such as restoring access to federal student aid, loans and grants, but you will need to actually fill out some paperwork to claim the full benefits of Fresh Start and get out of default. And to use Fresh Start to get out of default, you have to contact your loan holder. You can either do this online or by phone or by mail, but truly make sure that you are considering doing this if you are currently in default. In terms of what exactly those URLs and phone numbers and mail-in addresses are, you can find them at myeddebt.ed.gov. So what does Fresh Start actually do? This is what's going to happen. Your defaulted loans will be transferred from the default resolution group to a loan servicer. Your defaulted loans will go back into in repayment status. And this is the really key part. The record of your default will be removed from your credit report. That could be a huge boost to your credit score. So again, if you are considering you know, trying to fix um, your credit or you just wanna be out of default on your existing federal student loans, please, please, please consider Fresh Start. Moving on to our next point, I do not want some of you to forget that depending on where you went to school, even if broader federal student loan forgiveness is not made available to the public, it might still be available to you. So you're probably wondering what special school did I have to go to to actually be eligible for student loan forgiveness and the answer is for-profit colleges. You know the ones that I'm talking about. They're pretty controversial. These schools enroll 10% of students, but actually make up 50% of student loan defaults. And the ones that you're probably most familiar with if you did not attend one are the ones that advertise on television. So DeVry, ITT Technical Institute, the University of Phoenix. They have these wonderful TV ads. So wonderful that it was found that a lot of their marketing tactics were deceptive and made misleading promises about potential Financial earnings and the availability of financial aid and job prospects in the future. So, because some of those schools uh, used fraudulent behaviors, there are actually many, many court cases against them, meaning you could potentially have your student loan debt, federal student loan debt, forgiven if you attended one of these institutions. If you are a borrower who feels like the school you attended, which was a for profit school, misled you or engaged in any form of misconduct, you can go to to studentaid.gov slash borrower dash defense. And this website can also be used if your school violated any sort of state laws related to your student loans. If you qualify some or all of your federal student loans could be eliminated. In addition to that, if your college closed while you were in school or shortly after you withdrew, you may be eligible for closed school discharge. Again, if you qualify up to 100% of your federal student loans could be erased. TLDR, if you went to a four for-profit university and currently have federal student loan debt. Please, please, please check your eligibility on some of that forgiveness. Loan relief related to fraudulent institutions is currently totaling over $13 billion. And unfortunately, you know, in many cases you do have to go apply for it. In some cases, if you're lucky, it may have automatically been applied to your loan balances. But again, I think it's totally worth checking if you went to one of those schools. And if you are curious about the full list of schools, just do a quick Google search of for-profit, universities, federal student loan cancellation, and you should be able to find a ton of articles that have full lists. And to wrap us up, I do want to leave you with a few important nuggets. You know, first and foremost, studentaid.gov slash debt relief. This is where you're going to be able to get resources and info about all things student loans. And I do want to address that while a lot of the information that you've probably been recently learning about student loans and student loan forgiveness can be pretty disappointing, I do want to call out that the current administration is still looking into other paths for forgiveness. The initial student loan forgiveness program was rooted and based on the Higher Education Relief Opportunities for Students Act, the HEROES Act. But President Biden has announced that he will be looking towards new paths to provide student debt relief via the Higher Education Act. So again, I wouldn't necessarily lose all hope of student loan relief or student loan easing in the future. This does just mean that for right now, student loan forgiveness is not happening, but there are certainly lots of things that are occurring that are going to make your student debt more manageable. And hopefully in the future, we see more programs that help Students pay back their debt, reduce the amount of interest they're paying, and allow for them to have the financial opportunities that they went to college for in the first place. To really close this out, I think obviously a lot of people are super disappointed about the fact that student loan forgiveness is not occurring right now today. That said, there are certainly lots of programs that are going to make things easier in the future, whether that be reducing interest payments or making PSLF programs more widely available and you know broadening the eligibility of those. But at the end of the day, I think addressing the rising cost of higher education and the fact that so many young people are signed on to loans before they understand exactly what they're signing up for, I think once we address that, we are going to really benefit an entire generation and really reduce the problem of this massive student loan burden. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening and I will catch you guys next week. Bye! Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Net Worth and Chill. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a rating and a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Got a financial question you want answered in the future? You can leave me a voicemail or text me at 908-858-3410. Make sure to follow me at BFF across social media for even more relatable financial content. Special thanks to my team at Audioboom, as well as Range Media and WME. See you next week. Bye.